Hi guys, it's Heather Love. Welcome back to For the Love of Dharma, a place where you remember who you are and give yourself permission to live life on your terms. I hope you're having a great week so far. I am incredibly grateful for all of the support I've received on my first episode. I am so lucky that this is what I get to do. That isn't to say that it's been easy, but it most definitely has been rewarding. We can do hard things. We often talk ourselves out of doing something before we even start because we've convinced ourselves that we aren't going to be good at it. So we never even try. We deprive ourselves of the opportunity of what might be in order to stay safe in the certainty of what we know. This is simply our ego trying to keep us safe, and it's totally okay to tell it to be quiet. I was in a class today, and we were talking about how we are so committed to the stories we tell about ourselves. But creating our future from the perspective of our past prevents us from becoming the people we desire to be. If I've learned nothing else, it's that no growth comes from our comfort zones. So I invite you to take a step towards something you desire, even if you've got a story in your head about why it won't work. You'll never know if you don't try. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know how it goes. On today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Jamie Renee. Jamie's story will inspire you. She is a wife and she's a mom to four daughters. She left her corporate career twice and in the process, discovered herself and who she really was. She's now a mindset coach and has a podcast called Breaking Up With Corporate, where she empowers women to heal and find themselves again so they feel confident in making big changes in their lives. Without further ado, let's welcome Jamie to the show. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I'm excited to be here. I am so glad you're here. So what I would like to do first is I have two different books. I have a red book and a blue book. And so I want you to pick a color and I'm going to pick a random question out of the book to ask you to start. Okay, let's do blue. I actually wore my little turquoise in honor of your colors today. So I love blue and thank you. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So blue. All right. Random question. If you were to see an alien, what do you think you would say to it? Oh my gosh. I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) I am. uh, I do believe that there is life outside of what we know. And I think that I'm just going to go ahead and and throw down the gauntlet here. If you think we're it, I mean, it's just like a very egotistical place to live that out of the entire universe, it's just us. So just throwing that out there, just a, hi, I'm Jamie. Um, But I think I would just want to know like everything that they know. I mean, that would be like the best podcast interview ever. Just like, tell me all of the things. Where do you come from? How is it like what? I mean, just all of the things. 
Yeah, oh, I agree. Why don't we bubble like, up inside? That's exciting. <laughs> can we like try to find an alien and then we can all sit down and do a podcast interview together? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, okay, well, thank you for that. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just a fun way to start, uh, just by asking some random questions. Okay, so where I would like to start is I would like to know a little bit about Jamie as a child. Like, what was your upbringing like? What did you want to be when you grew up? So Jamie as a child, um, I was a very serious child. I um, I was the youngest of my um, siblings. I mean, I, I, I say I was the youngest. I was raised as the youngest. I have... Um, a half brother and a stepbrother that like lived with my dad, but they didn't live with me. So I was the youngest and very serious. Everything was very, (laughs) it's funny because that's so funny. I haven't actually thought about this, but yeah. And I was a serious kid. I feel like I've been a grown up my whole life. Like that's, there wasn't a whole lot of, stability, I guess, in our house. And so I really kind of took that kind of responsible role on as I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to um, really, you know, it's one of those like out of sight, out of mind, don't get in trouble, like keep to yourself. And so I went inside a lot. And so I like to write and I like to play with my dolls and we I ran a little orphanage all the time and so I mean it was just like a very kind of just kind of a quiet uh internal childhood except when I was getting in trouble with my older brother so those were like my options <laughs> so what do you remember you wanting to be when you grew up oh so I wanted to be a glass blower oh and I had a whole I had a whole list a glass blower a wing walker and a cheerleader like those were my those were my things which is totally random what is a wing walker oh I'm sure it's something I saw on tv but it's like these stunt women that are stunt men probably at the time because this would have been early 80s um but like these stunt people that go out like on these airplanes that are flying and like do these little stunts on the wings of the plane. (laughs) So you've got a little daredevil in you. (laughs) I think so. It's like, I'm trying to live vicariously through these things. And it's like the glass blowing um, in Branson, Missouri, which is not too far from where I live. They have this place called Silver Dollar City. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like this old timey town. And so like growing up, that's like the entrance to there was all of these like blacksmithing type things and glass blowers. And they just made these beautiful pieces of art where it's just like this liquid glass that they just manipulate and mold. And it's like, I always just found it fascinating. So that was what I was therefore when I was little. <laughs> I love that. So have you ever taken a glass blowing class as an adult? Oh, not at all. No. no. I've seen it on TV. I I don't I've never tried it, but I've been they do that. Um we have a Renaissance fair nearby and they they do that there during the Renaissance fair. It's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So how did you get to be where you are now? So you transition, you've got 
Jamie, the child, and of course now Jamie as an adult. And so kind of what what was your life like growing, like as you progressed through life? My home was not like my happy place. Like that was not like I threw myself into learning. I threw myself into, I've been a grown up my whole life. And so like at that point I was really, I was, I was like a teenager. I was helping to take care of my grandpa who had Alzheimer's and um, my parents were, you know, always fighting that sort of thing. And so I kind of became the peacemaker at home and I was the last one in the house. So it was just kind of me and my mom and dad who were constantly bickering. And, you know, it was, I went straight from that into a a marriage way too young. I got married when I was 20. I had my first daughter when I was 20 and, um, Whenever I was pregnant with my second daughter, like seven, eight months pregnant, I decided to go back to school. And um, I had had like done the first year, I uh, like got a full ride scholarship, all of the things, because like I said, that's where I threw myself and um, made like freshman mistakes and just decided that I was so smart that I didn't need to buy books second semester because that money was better used elsewhere. You know, it's just like very poor decision-making, very, you know, just doing all the wrong things. And um, my first marriage was not great. um, My husband had a drug problem that really kind of, spiraled out of control. And so the day that my daughter started kindergarten is the day that I like packed up the house and left, which in retrospect, especially things that I know now is probably very, even more traumatizing than it needed to be. So like (laughs) all of the things I'm learning now, it's like, oh, damn, sorry, girls. (laughs) Um, but that's what happens whenever you're young and you have kids and you're 20 years old and, you know, all of those things. It's like, just learned things the hard way. So I am now 42. My youngest here is and left in the house is 15. And so it's really kind of, I, I skipped a whole lot in there, but um, so long story short, my husband and I now, we actually met, um, we met online on like match.com, like way before it was ever cool to, or like the norm f- to meet your partners online. You know, um, we've been married, uh, how many, like 12, 13 years, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. So I went to school, got a business degree, wound up in a logistics job which I never thought that I would be like, that was not anything that was on my radar, but um, that's where I ended up. And I actually was really good at the job and I really liked it. I really enjoyed the people that I was working with, the job, all of those things. And then there was like a change in management and everything just kind of changed. Like my career stalled, like the momentum that I had had going on, um, like just kind of came to a halt and like, it was very much a boys club where there were people like around me that were, they were like creating positions for, 
and they were being put in these roles to where it was just like making a lot more money than me who had been there, you know, and it was just like, what is happening? And so I started to do things at work, like trying to get some women together because like all of our careers had stalled and there was, you know, we were probably 50, 60% of the company, but, you know, no one in leadership positions like higher leadership. So um, that didn't go over well with (laughs) HR. Um, Like I got permission and all those sorts of things, but it was very much like when it actually came to doing things that like were enacting change within like the things that we had come up with, it was very much frowned upon. And they're like, okay, can you stop? We're going to, um, like we're going to take on this initiative now. And so um, I'm sure that had to have been frustrating. Like you start something and then they kind of take it away from you. Oh yeah. And so they created this diversity and inclusion group, which was mine was the same, you know, type thing. It was called um, vocal and it was like voicing our concerns as leaders, you know, because leadership is just, a title. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's not just a title. It's, it's an authority that people have, you know, it's anyway. So it's like, okay, we're leaders within this organization, but we're not being represented as leaders. And so um, anyway, so they created this diversity and inclusion group and I was not selected to be part of the committee, (laughs) even though it was your group to start with. Yes. Okay. And um, so there was just like these just kind of microaggressions that just kind of kept happening. And it was just like the more that I would speak up about things, the more, I mean, like it got to be a very toxic environment there. And the change that I had tried to enact from the inside didn't work. And I was finally like, okay, this is not worth it. And I was in therapy at the time, but there was, was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Like, if you were to leave, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, mm, I mean, I go get another job at some point, you know, I, I've got um, some options here that I want to explore. And I was like doing a t-shirt business with my sister and just, you know, some little things on the side. And I was like, well, I'll do this. And if that doesn't work, then I'll go get another job. And so I left there and I really thought that that was the point where like I would wake up the next morning and just like feel so relieved. And I woke up and I just felt gross. Like, like I didn't have a purpose. Like I was no longer needed. Like everything that I had contributed up to that point was just like pointless. I mean, it was just very like all of these negative, just kind of gross feelings. And that was really surprising to me because like, I, I considered myself a fairly like positive person and that sort of thing. And, and I think it was one of those things, like until you walk away from something that's so heavy, like you don't realize how much you're carrying. And so it was just to that point to where it was just like, oh, what is all of this? And so that really set me on kind of a personal growth journey that really turned into more of a spiritual journey, the more that it kind of unraveled. 
Yeah. And so now you have this podcast called Breaking Up with Corporate, which I just love because that in my previous life, I was (laughs) in that. Um, And so you've been on this spiritual journey now for, for a couple of years, right? Yes. And what I would love to know is for women specifically, because that's, you know, who we are, what advice would you give women who are kind of in that, the boys club corporate world, they're feeling it's toxic. It's not fulfilling. Like now that you've had some time away from it, what would you tell them? So the answer that I have, like, I think if you would have said this to me when I was in it, I would not have agreed with you. Like it's, it's something that's really even surprising to me now. And it just shows how much I've grown, but I would say that you're part of the problem. (laughs) Ooh, that's good. (laughs) Have some accountability for your, your own actions. Yeah. Because it's all in what you allow it's in your own, like the things that you're getting back. Yeah, they're there, but if they're trigger, triggering you in that way, there's some self-reflection that needs to happen. And I probably would have like bitch slapped you if you would have told me that like a few years ago. <laughs> but honestly, like that's that's how far that I've come as far as like, it's always you. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. So I would love to know a little bit more about the spiritual journey that got you to that realization, because you said that, you know, if you would have told yourself that back when you were going (laughs) through it, you wouldn't have listened. So what, what happened in your world that kind of made you take a step back and go, wow, maybe it's me. Well, it's really, I mean, like I said, it's, it's been, I guess going on like four years now that I've been on this path and the more work that I do on myself and kind of the deeper that I go into journaling, into meditation, into the way energy works and even like quantum, like mechanics and like all of this stuff, like the science of stuff, like just the energy of things, the, the way that I do life now because of that journey that I started. And it's just, the more I learned, the more that things really just kind of set differently with me that really for me, I really feel like that that's true, that it is always you. It's what you're attracting. It's what you're allowing. And that is more from less from like a woo-woo state and more of just like an energetic fact, you know? I mean, so it's just like having that realization and kind of how everything kind of stacks up, like you can start to look back at stuff and see kind of how you participated. And I think whenever you start to do that and you start to unpack things and you you see kind of how all of your patterns that you've had in your head, all of the, the programming, the, 
the stuff on loop, the mean girl on loop, all of the limiting beliefs on loop that you don't even hear until you pause long enough and sit with yourself and you're not like drowning yourself out with TV or food or alcohol or whatever, you know, whenever you're just present with yourself and your thoughts and you start to hear how negative they are, like all of the time. And that's just going in the background. And so like really starting to understand that and unpack that and realizing about energy and kind of the way things work and realizing that it's all a mirror. It's all a reflection of the things that we need to work on. Otherwise, like you don't get, I heard somebody explain it one time and they said like, if you had like a wound or open wound or like a really, really like painful bruise on your arm and somebody bumped you, like you may react strongly and just be like, what the hell, you know, and just like something that you wouldn't normally do, but because you have that wound there that like, that's just somebody bumping up against you. Like you have that reaction. Mm. But once you start to heal those wounds, like people bumping up against you is no big deal. Like it's not triggering anything. And so like working through those triggers and just not having that same reaction to stuff and realizing the power in that, people were rubbing against my wounds that, you know, like all the stuff at work. I wasn't in a healed space. And so everything that happened was triggering me and it's my own self-worth issues. It's my own stuff to overcome. It's my own responsibility. And that's not something that I understood at the time. Oh, I love that so much. And I resonate with that so much because I do feel the same for myself. You know, I, I like the way um, you explained it. Like that makes so much sense with the bruise. And the other way I've kind of heard a similar story is by Wayne Dyer, where he talks about, you know, if you squeeze an orange, the only thing that's going to come out is orange juice. You're not going to squeeze an orange and lemon juice is going to come out. So whatever you have going on inside of you is what you're projecting back out into the world. So it's kind of the same thing. So that by people squeezing you, quote unquote, you know, (laughs) what's going to come out is, is what you've got inside. So that's, that's amazing. So did you have any specific books or teachers or mentors that you really um, looked up to during that time? Yes, there's so many. Um, I think what started me on the spiritual side of things, well, two things, Um, Abraham Hicks, and just lively. So just lively as a podcaster, she has a podcast called the lively show. And she spoke about this. She integrated the science stuff a lot into kind of the spiritual teachings that she was learning from Abraham Hicks, kind of in a, a Wayne Dyer Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza kind of way, you know, it was just kind of all of these teachers coming together, but from someone that was more 
approachable because she's like a 30 something doing life and traveling the world, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Like I like her style. (laughs) Um, So those, but like Abraham Hicks was a big one. Um, My friend turned me on to, to them. And it was just like, I was very skeptical at first. Do you, are you familiar I am. I actually went to an Esther Hicks conference pre-COVID. And is it amazing? Oh my gosh, the energy in that room. Like I was on this high when I came out of there. So yes, I, I love the Abraham teachings. They are phenomenal. And I believe them wholeheartedly. Yeah. So that this like a few months after. I left corporate the first time back in 2018, my friend had said like, Hey, you know, there's, I think you would really enjoy this. And I was very skeptical because I was like, well, what is it? And she was like, well, it's this channel, da, da, da. And, you know, there's this lady and she was like, but I've watched all of, you know, I'm like, okay. And so she, (laughs) I look for the, through the YouTube or whatever. And I find this episode with Oprah. And I'm like, oh, okay, like I trust Oprah, right? <laughs> like <laughs> Oprah's going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and so like I listened to that first interview and I was just floored because like so many questions about like it just felt right. Like it felt like truth. It felt and then like the more that I listened, the more that I just kind of ab- like really took in the teachings. It's like everybody's saying the same thing. They're just saying it. However, they like whoever's listening to like how they need to hear it. Exactly. It's like Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza is saying the same thing as Esther Hicks is channeling from Abraham. I mean, it's like, is saying the same thing as Jim quick with his brain stuff is saying the same thing. Uh, You know, it's like everybody's saying the same thing. Once you really kind of tune in and start listening, there's just different layers and different aspects of how people are interpreting it, but it's the same stuff that's been here for thousands of years that, you know, like, especially here in the U S that like people have been very resistant to. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more when you really boil it down, it's all coming from, you know, the divine and the universe, but everyone has a different way of interpreting it. And not everyone can hear it in the same way. So you may have 30 people that all say the same thing, but they're using their own words, their own style. And so their people can hear it from them. And so I think that that's, what's been so important for so many of us to realize is that yes, we're, we're not the only ones out there saying whatever we're saying, but there are people that can only hear it from us. Yeah, exactly. Which I think why, I mean, I think it's so important to just kind of be bold in these discussions and to where it's like, I'm not even sure that was available even just a handful of years ago. You know what I mean? Just kind of the acceptance and the, I don't want to say acceptance, because I still think, think there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what we're talking about, but they may hear it from 
Joe Dispenza. They may hear it from another doctor. They may hear, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's important that the, the more voices get out there and the more kind of different ways of having this same conversation. I think it's an important whatever. Like Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So you mentioned um, 2018 is when you left corporate the first time and yes. that's when you started on this spiritual journey. So I'm curious then, so then you went back to corporate. I'm curious what that looked like, why you went back and then leaving again, because you don't work there now. Yeah. So um, the, whenever I left the first time back in 2018, like I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> like there was just so much to where, what really I thought was going to be focusing on like my business and growing my business really became more of just trying to not feel bad and feel even like I'm worth having a business. I mean, like all of this stuff just came up and it was just kind of a struggle and our situation at home had changed to where it wasn't feasible for me to continue to stay home. And so I started looking for another job. And um, so I started again, like November of that year. So it was like, I had 10 months or something off and it was very nice. Um, and I, but I was kind of in a different position, like brain space wise, because I had just had a lot of time to really kind of focus on, on various things that, like for myself. And so I was in a different space whenever I went there. I thought, you know, um, <laughs> I, I thought 10 months into my little journey was like that. I was healed. I was good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The healing never ends. <laughs> so, you know, I thought I was in a good place. And then looking back, there's like so much of that, that makes sense, but kind of pushed my stuff aside. I pushed my dreams aside, the things that I had were, were working on because I never really wanted to, end up in corporate. Like I've all like my, even though I had a business degree, it was in entrepreneurship and small business management. So like being in like this very large corporate environment was never really my jam anyway. And then we started working from home, which I loved. And then they started talking about like going back to the office and doing all this stuff. And I just felt like a feral cat. Like I was just like, I'm not going back. Like, I'm just not like, <laughs> I'll figure this out. I'm not going back anyway. So we had this big restructure with our department and um, my position, well, like everybody's position was eliminated and they had all of these new titles for everybody. And Basically, I was offered a lateral move that was way more of a job than what I was currently doing. And it was ground, like, hadn't been done before. So it would have been like very much just something that I didn't want to take on because like my brain space at that point, I mean, like a year and a half COVID and all of the effects of that. It's just like everybody, even like the ones that have done lots of work, it's like, still, it's a struggle. You know, it's not like it's just easy street because you know all the tools for personal development, you know? So I didn't want to take that on. And what happened is everybody who like within the department got an option, like you take this new role or you take a severance. And 
here are your voting buttons on this mass email. That's like <laughs> how we decided on our career, 160 people. How nice. Yeah. So I took that as a sign from the universe <laughs> for making it very, very easy. And so click and I haven't looked back that. I mean, that was like August of 2021. Oh my goodness. So our lives are super parallel. So I left my 20 plus year career in corporate in July of 2021 for basically the same reason. I, um, they told us we had to go back to the office and I tried to work with them to be able to still work from home. And that was not an option. So (laughs) I no longer work there. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's not an option for me either. So thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. So I love that story so much. So tell me what you're up to these days now. Yes. So um, it's funny because kind of what I thought I would be doing whenever I walked away from that and where I'm at now, it was like six weeks in to where I was really just kind of struggling with picking up what I had been doing, which was like a cooking show on YouTube. And I mean, cause I love to cook, but quite honestly, it was not feeling as aligned as it once did. And I think COVID had a part of that too, because all we were doing was cooking from home. It's like, I don't want to cook for like, and then film it and then more cooking and then more cooking. I mean, it was just like, God, just enough with the cooking. Right. So it was not feeling aligned. And um, I was dropping my daughter off at school and I was listening to Kathy Heller's podcast and it was, I had missed like the first couple days of the challenge or something for the podcasting course. And it was a replay of one of the um, sessions of like this workshop. And I was like, holy crap, like, that's it. And I just got flooded with all of these ideas and like the name, everything, it just kind of all landed right in my lap. And it was the conversations that I wanted to be having. It was the conversations about, hey, this isn't working out for you. It's, there's more out there. But Like there's some internal stuff for you to do first before you leave the security. And I really feel like that's where I've kind of found my sweet spot. And that's where I'm focusing now is that you still have the corporate job, but let's get a head start on the mindset stuff before you leave, because that is so much more than what you think it is. And like, it took me years to figure that out. And so I just want to help women like who are curious about leaving corporate, A, here's all of these examples of women and how they've done it and what they're doing and the different ways that they've done it and things that they've had to overcome and failures that they've had and successes and all of those things. But also like here are some very practical tools that you can start to implement that are within your control that you can start with your mindset and kind of getting all of that in line before a, so you can more see yourself in those examples, but also so that you have the tools necessary to go out and do that yourself. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think we get an idea in our head of what we want something to look like. And we don't realize 
we get to look at ourselves first, kind of back to what you were saying earlier, you know, that we get to hold ourselves accountable and we get to look at what is within us that is making us doubt our abilities or making us feel like we're not worthy of being able to do something because no matter how amazing our ideas are, if we don't fix that, we're never going to be successful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause like on paper, like I should be killing it right now. You know what I mean? Like, and all of the things, but it's because I had so much junk still happening a lot around worth, a lot around receiving, a lot around money not being gross. But, you know, I mean, just because there's the, I had these associations kind of bottled up from childhood all the way that represented all the way up until, you know, leaving corporate, like all of these things. And it's like, you can be doing all of the things and you can go to all of the different experts that will tell you each a different way of how this is the way to do something and all, but like, you're so much better off if you just start right here and listen to your own guidance, your own alignment, your own, like that until that's right. The rest is just going to be a slog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I do. I think we all have that knowing it's just whether or not we choose to listen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to know what are some of the the things you do, whether it's daily or just on some kind of a routine in terms of, I know you mentioned journaling and writing and meditation. So what are some of the things that you do to connect to that knowing within yourself? Yeah. So I meditate like every single day, like that is just a non-negotiable for me. That's just how I start my day every morning. Um, I try very much to be aware of the content that I consume. I found that that is a big one for me. Like I used to be a very big (laughs) Walking Dead fan. And I mean, I like zombies and I loved it. And then I started noticing like once I started becoming kind of more aware of my feelings and oh yeah, I have feelings, you know, (laughs) because everything was just so suppressed, you know, but it's like the more that I kind of paid attention to what I consumed versus how I felt afterwards, like the less attractive those kind of shows and stuff became to me. Um, So I tend to pay attention to what I consume and not only just not do negative, but fill it up with positive type things too, with various podcasts. I love, I feel like that's part of just part of everything that I'm doing right now is, is listening to podcasts. Um, Podcasts. I love books. I like Brene Brown. I like, um, like the Abraham Hicks books. I like, Jim quick. Cause I like learning about the brain and kind of the way our minds work and that sort of thing. Um, so it's just like you find your group of mentors out there, like people that you can relate to. And I, I just feel like it just opens so many doors because they all kind of secretly know each other. I think <laughs> <laughs> 
I agree. And I, I think you and I could spend hours probably geeking out on how the brain works. I am also very fascinated by how you can rewire your thoughts to have different feelings. And like, it's just all so fascinating. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. That's something that I started doing back in 2018. And I still continue to this day too. So I named the mean girl in my head there. Um, her name is Sheila. So sorry to any Sheila's, but (laughs) it's like, shut up, Sheila. You know, like anytime I kind of hear that, I don't have to honestly do it much anymore because I have reprogrammed like my default dialogue. It's no longer like this mean girl going on in my head. It's, I actually, um, I'm an overachiever. So like... (laughs) I I did like affirmations, but I did like the entire alphabet so that I would just recite like as I'm going to bed, while I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm in the shower, like it's just kind of that's what plays. And I really tried to just kind of focus. Sometimes it just kind of runs on default, but sometimes I really just kind of tap in and focus on the things, but it's like. I am abundant. I am brave. I am courageous. I am determined. I am energized, like just going A through Z. And I've got all of these that are just like, I can just go like that now. And so that that becomes what is playing in my head in the background. And I did that just by writing it in a journal every day until I, until that was just kind of ingrained. But like how that works in your brain, like knowing that there's actual science behind what I'm doing with the writing, with the repetition, like later understanding like how to apply feelings into it. Like there's all these layers of information and things that like you're doing in a healthy way for your brain to really kind of set yourself up in a way that is more empowering versus the ego trying to keep you just small and stuck where you are. Yeah. One of my favorite things. That's amazing. I love that. I love that so much. And for Q it's quizzical. So in case you you do this for yourself, especially in the podcasting realm, it's like, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know all the things all the time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. My last question for you is, what advice would you give to that younger version of yourself, knowing everything that you know now, what would you tell her? I really, just because I have done so much work on my self-worth, and I feel like that's where a lot of my stuff has come from, that I really would just say to her, you're worth it, and the journey is worth it, and you're learning what you need to learn. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. Okay. So where can people find you and tell them? Yeah. All the things. Yes. So the podcast is on all of the podcast platforms. It's called breaking up with corporate and my Instagram, which is where I am most active is at Jamie Renee. And that's J A M I E R I E N E. And that's like wherever you search, you can find me on various platforms, but mostly on Instagram is where I, where I am. So. Okay, great. I can't wait to have people head your way. And thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed talking with you. You too. Thanks, Heather.
What a great conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Check the show notes for a link to Jamie's A to Z affirmations on how to ditch the inner mean girl and train your brain to support you. Here are five key takeaways from this episode. Number one, the answer is always you. Self-reflection is key and what you allow and participate in is what you will attract into your life. Number two, the more you learn, the more things will sit differently. You'll be more willing to see where to hold yourself accountable. Number three, healing is your responsibility. The more you heal, the less you will be triggered by someone bumping into you. Number four, mindset is so much more than you think it is. Start where you are and listen to your own guidance. Number five, find a group of mentors. They will open so many doors for you to keep evolving. Your support means the world to me. If you liked this episode, please consider reviewing this podcast or giving it a five-star rating wherever you listen or share the episode with a friend that might enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Have a magical day.